Welcome to the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. In this podcast, there'll be insights around three key areas to mastering the game of life. Purpose, prosperity, philanthropy. Your host, Paul Lowe, the third sector mentor, is the founder of Hearts Global CIC, which along with many other of his charitable commitments, has been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from disadvantaged communities. Author of Mastering the Game of Life, From Pain to Purpose, and Speaking from Our Hearts books. Introducing your host, Paul Lowe. Welcome. It's Paul Lowe here. Many thanks for listening into my very first podcast, and one that will provide the opportunity to claim a really special gift, something I'd be truly pleased to share with you at the end. I'd like to start, though, by asking you the question, is mastering the game of life really as simple as ABC? I've come to know that life, like football, is a very simple game to perform in. It's only the clutter and confusion in our own minds that contributes towards complication. Before those of you that don't really appreciate the F-word, football, are tempted to stop listening, let me reassure you that this podcast is not about that particular sport. It's about sharing insights about a far bigger and greater game, the game of life. My goal by the end of this first podcast is to highlight three basic insights that will undoubtedly help towards becoming a better performer as you strive to achieve exciting new goals. A big statement, I know. So what's it based on? It's founded on a lifetime's knowledge and experience, validated by my transformation from pain to purpose, as well as me being coached and mentored by some of the top practitioners on the world stage. As I reflect upon my lifelong association with football, often referred to as the beautiful game, I see many similarities between the sporting version and the one relating to life in general. Things like awareness, beliefs and creativity to name just three vital considerations. So let's kick off by flagging up how forward-thinking players may use their creative instincts and skills to achieve great goals. Whereas those of us who are more defensively minded May, may adopt a, more, a far more cautious approach and simply look to protect what they already have in place. I know I've certainly spent a lot of my life defensively camped in my own half, afraid to play in a more advanced role up front and strike out for new life-enhancing goals. Isn't it true that most of us spend the first three or four decades of our lives as a hard-working player, learning different rules, before taking a half-time reflective breather and then emerging in the second half with more of a management focus, passing on the many lessons we've learned. As a young lad growing up on a council estate in Nottingham in the 1960s, my loyalty and passion were firmly anchored on the red and white side of the River Trent with Nottingham Forest Football Club. All my beliefs and focus were wrapped up in them. So I gave away all my power to something other than me. And results in football, like life, are neutral and only matter because of the meaning we choose to give them. One thing I've painstakingly learned was to learn to take back control of my own life. Let go of the pain from the past, but not the lessons learned, and move on very quickly. 
We have to treat life as a game and enjoy every moment of this most precious of gifts. I've now the confidence to play with creativity, courage and commitment, knowing that I'm now part of the biggest and best club in the world, TLC, the Life Club. Everything starts by having the awareness to know who we truly are, not who we think we are, and ultimately why we are playing. In other words, our purpose. Continuing the awareness thread, every life is a journey, and I suspect that mine has been bumpier than most. As I contemplate the colourful picture my experiences have combined to produce, I believe it's been a very transformational voyage from pain to purpose. My story starts around pain, in fact worse, suffering. This began as a child way back in 1968 when my mother remarried. That hopeful act brought into our home a man who subjected us to random acts of abuse, neglect, cruelty and ultimately terrible physical violence. Picture your life as a puzzle. As time passes, you fit more pieces together to complete the picture. Like a jigsaw, really. And as much as I vaguely remember the first eight years of my life with pride and happiness, a nostalgic golden era for my passions of music and football, I'm equally polarised in my recollections of how my new stepfather changed my life for the worst. My only salvation through this living hell was the belief that one day I would be playing for my beloved football club, Nottingham Forest. But even that dream was facing a new challenge. My mother was a secret drinker. I suppose it was her coping mechanism. And by the age of 12, I was regularly helping myself to tots from her stashes of sherry and whiskey. I became addicted. In March 1974, after significant back-to-back defeats for Forrest, and the realisation that the demon drink wasn't numbing my physical, mental or emotional pain, I attempted suicide. But somehow I had the faith to accept there was a reason for this ultimate test and I gradually gained awareness that my life now had a real deep-rooted purpose. Of course, as a young child, I had neither the emotional or intellectual intelligence to understand what was really happening. But what I did understand was that others needed me to fight for them, and I felt strong enough, despite my own precarious position. And it wasn't all about me anyway. A transformation had begun, and I had a significant breakthrough in 1991, when I embarked upon a one-year college access course. This kick-started an 11-year journey of academic and vocational learning, which gave me the confidence to strive for bigger and better goals. Part of that development included being involved in many charitable and community initiatives, including running my own charities or social enterprises. And in October 2010, the formation of the Hearts brand with an acronym and vision of helping everyone achieve results towards success was formed. My sense of purpose was becoming stronger and clearer Today my awareness manifests itself in the work I do as the third sector mentor, working with individuals, groups and communities globally. I've come to understand the importance of love, particularly of self and also of others, 
as water to quench the thirst in the aridity of life's deserts. I constantly strive to meet my needs for new goals around growth and contribution. Imagine if you can that the pieces of my jigsaw had created a completely different picture. What would my life have been like if my mother hadn't entered into that ill-fated second marriage way back in 1968? If I hadn't endured long-term pain and suffering, would I still have in my vision to leave the world a better place? How would things have turned out if I hadn't attempted to end things in 1974? Would I have made a vow to never fly again or become a victim? Would I have come to realise that my life had a deep-rooted purpose? And what if I hadn't made the decision in 1991 to take another significant step on my learning voyage, discovering self-awareness and the importance of contributing to my own prosperity? And what if I hadn't formed the Sporting Hearts charity and charitable organisations before that in 2010 and more latterly Hearts Global, positively transforming thousands of lives and creating social leaders based upon philanthropy. The past cannot be changed, but it contains some very colourful pieces that can be used to create a new, more empowering picture for ourselves. Raising people's self-awareness is the powerful foundation for the work I do now as a mentor. After all, we don't know what we don't know. And so I use my knowledge and experiences to give others new self-belief. On the subject of beliefs, I'd like to share with with you one that was previously ingrained very deeply within me. Four simple words. I don't like cats. For many years I held this belief, not understanding where it came from, or indeed even questioning if it was actually true. The reality soon became apparent, however, once that belief was actually tested a few years ago. Having acquired a kitten from a a cat sanctuary in Spain for a family member, I found myself being warmly drawn towards the young feline. Really appreciative of its natural independent traits, yet at the same time embracing its endearing vulnerability. However, this soft testing of my previously ingrained belief was nothing compared to the sledgehammer effect I would subsequently feel as a result of losing this enigmatic animal due to it being hit by a car, I was totally, totally devastated. This emotional outcome made me question why. Why I could have had such a deep-rooted belief and yet at the same time, when it was actually tested, react in such a way that was totally incongruent to that initial belief. Why? The result was the answer lay in one simple word, conditioning. It may have been something as simple or as basic as a cat scratching me when I was a youngster that allowed my initial misleading belief to go unchecked and fester. Liken it, if you will, to weeds in a potentially beautiful garden. A floating seed eventually becomes embedded in the fertile soil of our minds, progressing to produce deeper, strangling roots. Conversely, if we constantly cultivate our minds ensuring negative seeds are not allowed to take root and grow, we nurture creativity and beautiful self-serving beliefs, ones that contribute towards an ever-vibrant growing area. 
Another interesting belief I've held for many years, if not if not a bizarre metaphoric title, is that zebras don't climb trees. Maybe there's a certain curiosity around its relevance to actually mastering the game of life. Well, the answer in a word is certainty. And one of the things I'm certain of is that zebras don't climb trees. Another one is that we can all be certain about change. It's inevitable. It's all around us. So why is it that we as human beings generally prefer to stick with the tried and tested rather than take a new path and try different things? The answer, fear of the unknown. I remember a few years ago when I was asked to elaborate on things that caused me pain and made me fearful. My alpha male driven ego responded with a very defensive and incorrect, I'm afraid of nothing. The reality, however, is that we all experience pain in some form or other. But if it's not allowed to fester and grow, it can actually be good and helpful. It's excellent leverage for us to want to embark upon a more purposeful path. We grow by finding the courage to take calculated risks and embrace the learning from the voyage of discovery, rather than rigidly being safe and attached to the outcome, which invariably disappoints anyway. After all, events in life are neutral. The only power they have is the power we give them through our own individual perceptions. By embracing an ever-growing awareness, we can begin to take back the first steps towards the path of living a life of purpose. The big question is though, are you willing to embark upon a journey of learning and take a different direction in life? So if people are motivated by the idea of wanting something bigger and better out of life, what actually stops this happening? It's a question of being stuck. Unless the pain and suffering in our lives is sufficiently strong enough to force change, we tend to prefer the certainty of sticking to what we know best. How many times have you heard the saying, better the devil you know? It's a bit like sitting in a helicopter but not taking off because of the fear of flying. The reality is though, the more we can leave behind our need for certainty, and embrace its counterpart, uncertainty, the more we will discover new exciting opportunities. Life abounds with such chances. We simply need to constantly familiarise ourselves with the first three letters of the alphabet. A. Awareness. Before we can change anything, we at least need to be aware of it. We can't alter what we don't know about. Where are you in your life right now? Happy and fulfilled? Playing full out? or massively constrained by defensive limiting beliefs. B. Beliefs. This is the real crux of the matter because it focuses upon us and our own individual value systems, encompassing our thoughts, words and actions, and ultimately the results we achieve. The thing is, do you believe you're truly living life to its maximum potential? And finally, C. For creativity. You will never solve a challenge by dealing with it at the same level it was created. It's a question of elevation, rising above and looking at it from a higher perspective. Just like looking at a big green field when up in a helicopter rather than being bogged down on just single blades of grass. By elevating our minds, we elevate our lives. Just as we all learnt our ABC before progressing on to bigger and better things, Perhaps we can keep using that same approach to elevate our lives to a whole new level. The question is, 
dare you risk leaving the safety of the metaphoric ground? I started this podcast by referring to football as the beautiful game. What if we challenged this belief and replaced it with a far more important and powerful game that we can all take part in, the game of life? So finally, as the final whistle looms, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you've gained at least one volume and insight from it. And I intend to build on this introductory warm-up by offering follow-on sessions around such areas as goals, motivation, rules, human needs and life's purpose. At the top of this podcast, I alluded to a special gift I'd like to share with you as a thank you for your time today. I've recently had a new book published called Emerging from the Forest, telling the graphic story of my own journey from pain to purpose and how I overcame a life that was based upon addiction and violence, underpinned by massive issues around lack of deservedness and self-love, and it being supported by a whole host of other negative, toxic, limiting beliefs. Drop me a line to paul at paullowhearts.com with any thoughts or questions you may have, and I'll reply to you with an e-copy of my new book. Alternatively, why not check out my website at paullowhearts.com or any of my other social media feeds. Remember, mastering life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks for listening to the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. Drop a line to paul at paullowhearts.com with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at paullowhearts.com or any of his social media feeds under the same name. Remember, mastering life starts by embracing our hearts.